So how's your new year going? So far, so good, I suppose. How the hell do you know it's only December? <sighs> well, way to ruin the illusion. I'm sorry, but that's our month. And that's our show. So welcome back and welcome to January, even though we are recording this in December. Again, ruining the illusions. Well, I kind of wanted to ruin the illusion. I wanted people to understand, uh, assuming you tuned in to last month's Christmas special, you know that we we, we drank a lot to, <laughs> to rate beers and do our Christmas beer bracket, and we're recording this right after that one. Ugh, way too much. Yeah, it's it's a lot of beer, and uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of beer. But in this episode, we wanted to pick up on a topic that we started discussing in the November episode, which ironically, we recorded back in September at the very beginning <laughs> of the season. Yes. Was that beginning of November that it was released? Because it wasn't, I don't even know. That was a Thanksgiving episode. Yeah, it's weird. We recorded this at the very- No, very no. It actually got released on the first day of December, did it not? I think it might have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. So we recorded this, well, not this, but we recorded the first half of this I think first thing. That was the first thing we recorded. That was the first thing it did for the season. It was around the middle of September. Yeah. However, it only aired about a month ago. Right. And that, of course, was the episode of Vehicular Vagaries 1, which you can go back and listen to and discussed kind of our our first cars and what we're driving now and what we've driven in the interim and a bunch of different car stories. And that was all motivated by a recent, at that time, recent experience I ran into with a flat tire on a highway. Yes, which was, I think, why we recorded that one, yeah. because we were supposed to record something different. I think that's when we were supposed to record the Wawa versus Sheets episode, but Jim couldn't make it because of the flat tire. Exactly. That's correct. Yeah. So instead, we got together online and recorded Vehicular Vagaries 1. And now and we're back with Vehicular Vagaries 2. The sequel. Yes, the accidents edition. <laughs> yes. So unfortunately, I, I, I would say most people... That once you're driving long enough, you're going to end up getting into an accident. The more miles you put on, the more likely it's going to happen. Yeah. And hopefully for all of you and generally for us, which it has been, most of these accidents are minor, just little fender benders and such. But, you know, we have stories behind them and figured we would go through and, and discuss what has happened. Yeah. The other party got it worse than I did. Yes. Based on that last episode, I have this sense that I got into a lot more accidents than you. I seem to be this ne'er-do-well in, in our dichotomy here. I think so. Yeah. Well, one of the first ones, I may as well start off with the one where they had a warrant out for my arrest. So. What? <laughs> okay, so when I was in college, I was... I remember you are talking about your licensing mishaps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was all the tickets for, for speeding, which I still don't think we're... we're that warranted. But anyway, you can go back and listen to that and judge for yourself. But the accidents, uh, when, I, when I was in college, I was in a parking lot, I think by the uh, university bookstore. And I went in, I did my business. I went back out. I got into my car, turned the car on, turned the stereo up, backed out of the spot, shifted into drive and drove off. However, what had happened when I turned the stereo up is <laughs> I must have cut the wheel a little too much as I was pulling out of that spot hit the car next to me, didn't even notice because I'm at the time, there's no like backup cameras or anything. Right. So I'm turned around looking behind me. I'm not looking in front of me. 
and making sure there's nobody behind me. And I just pull out and apparently sideswiped the car next to me and drove off with people watching this. And I believe this was must have been on my way home for a break in college, back to my parents' house. So I just drove home. And completely unaware. Completely unaware I had done anything. And of course, they reported it to campus police, who then I think reported it to the local police. And then the local police basically put a warrant out for my arrest. Oh, because boy. They thought I did. I, they thought I did a hit and run, which I guess technically, technically I did do. But I felt so bad about that. Wow. I had a similar situation where I was pulling into a spot and I kind of grazed the back, very bottom of the back fender, quarter panel, whatever you want to call it, of Mm -hmm. the car in the spot adjacent to the one I was pulling into. And I noticed it when I got out, but at the same time, I couldn't wait by the car. I had to go and take care of something. And by the time I got back, the other car was gone. You didn't leave a note? I did not leave a note. Oh, Jim, Jim, Jim. (sighs) See, I may have had a hit and run, but I didn't know I had a hit and run. (laughs) Well, I guess you hit, they ran. It's a little different. (laughs) I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I am so careful like in parking situations now because I'm so scared that I'm going to do that again. And I'm sure I've never come anywhere near it at this point. Same. And also with backup cameras, like you've got the camera watching behind you so you can kind of pay more attention to what's in front of you as well. So now that you have the backup camera, do you find yourself relying on that a large degree now? Yes. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Like I, I am at a point where I'm like, I don't know how we drove before there were backup cameras. Clearly we did because you and I both put on many miles before we had cars with backup cameras. Yeah. But it's like parallel parking now with a backup camera is a breeze, but parallel parking used to be so hard before a backup camera, at least for me. I mean, I managed to do it. I think, I believe in the New Jersey test, you could like fail one section and still get your license. And I think my sister may have failed parallel parking. I don't know. Jill, if you're listening, let me know. You can email <laughs> us at show at backstage.link. Nice. Yeah. A little plug there. Funnily enough, I did not have to do parallel parking as part of my driver exam. Really? Yeah. Wow. Big shock, really. It kind of is. I mean, I, honestly, like you don't have to parallel park that often. So, Well, it depends where you live. If you live in the city, you probably have to parallel park almost all the time. But yes, out in more suburban or rural areas, you rarely have to do yeah, it. Yeah, and I, of course, grew up in Gotham. So <laughs> I'm kidding. I grew up in the exurbs. <laughs> I don't even think they were suburbs. Uh, so. so that was like one of my, my earliest... If not my, fr- I don't know if that was my first actual accident or not, to be honest. I can remember one, same same car, because I think that was my, my old Ford Escort. I remember being with my mother driving in that car, pulling out onto a highway. And it's one of those things like I saw somebody coming that she didn't see, but all I could be was like, <laughs> like I couldn't say, hey, Gibberish. stop. <laughs> so yeah, we got, we got sideswiped in that one, but that was not me driving. Yes. And of course, uh, particularly in this area. Was it on your side or? What? No, it was on it was on the driver's side. Oh. Yeah. Particularly in, the, in this area, it's kind of hard to do that much driving without encountering some deer. Yes. I've had a two occasions of deer collisions mm-hmm. in two different vehicles. The first was my Pontiac Grand Prix that I mentioned in the prior episode. And it was a matter of seeing one cross the road in front of me but without realizing that there was another one following it. <laughs> it's always more than one. Well, I learned that lesson the hard yeah, way that yeah. day. And that one smacked up against the side of my car. Mm-hmm. 
before presumably turning around. And at the time, I wasn't necessarily sure how much damage it caused until I, you know, got home, looked at the car and saw that the quarter panel was kind of messed up as well as the yeah. door panel. So, yeah, that was a bit of cosmetic work to fix that. I, th- I think the first encounter with a deer I had was I had a, I was probably still a teenager driving around by where my parents were. And I'm driving in, you know, kind of like, I think it was 25 mile an hour zone and a little bit of traffic. So I was going pretty slow. And I came up to one of those deer crossing signs. And as I'm looking at the deer crossing sign, which is, you know, a, a jumping large buck, which is the, the sign, a large buck jumps over the hood of my car <laughs> as I'm moving. Now, I'm only going like maybe five, 10 miles an hour, but this thing just jumped over. It looked exactly like the sign, mm-hmm. jumped over, kept running. I'm like, okay, that was that was pleasant. So it missed you? It missed me. It wow. completely missed me. While I was driving, jumped over the hood of my car and missed me. That was, I was amazing. I was not so lucky years later. I believe I was driving, I don't know if it was down to grad school or while I was still an undergrad, but regardless, I was driving, I want to say it was my Hyundai. And I was driving on a, a local highway and I'm usually pretty good at spotting deer. And as I'm driving, it's at night, headlights are on and I see my headlights catch the eyes of a deer. So I see that there's a deer. I start slowing down and there was like an SUV or something coming in the other direction. That guy ran right into the deer head on. The deer got knocked over, fell down, tumbled a couple of times, got back up. At this point, I'm at a full stop in the middle of the highway the deer charges me, comes running at me, and goes whap right into my car. Like runs into the hood of my car, Ugh. falls out on the hood of the car, falls over again, gets back up, and runs off into the woods. I'm like, okay. And how so, much damage did that cause? Nothing. Basically nothing. Really? Wow. Yeah, it, it was insignificant. Because I mean, I was at a full stop. Right. It was just the deer charging into my car. I'm sure at that point it's just panicked and can't see because my lights were still on. I mean, in retrospect, yeah, I should have pulled over and made sure that the other guy coming in the other direction was okay. But I mean, I was still fairly young at the time and was just like, oh, wow, I got out of this. I managed to not hit a deer and this is great. And now I'm going to continue on my way. <laughs> well, my second deer encounter was in my Volvo S40. I was uh, coming home late one night and this was kind of in the dead of winter, mm-hmm. so to speak. And without really any warning about it, this deer just literally ran out into the road right in front of me and there was no way I could react in time. Yeah, they do it. that. <laughs> so I hit it in the front. It kind of, similar to what you described, stumbled around and mm-hmm. its legs were flailing and eventually it, I guess, made its way off the road and into the field yeah. nearby. Probably off to die, which is, I'm assuming, what the other I'm assuming that, I hit, or that hit me did. Yeah, I'm assuming that's the case, but of course it messed up my front grill and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So again, more cosmetic body work involved. I think a new hood probably or partially yeah maybe a new quarter panel for that as well but yeah that was just one that it came out of nowhere literally yeah i had uh one other this is back when i was uh dating my wife when i was she lived in philly and i lived in the suburbs so there was a lot of driving back and forth with that and ironically this was the night that the uh the phillies won the world series Mm -hmm. so there's like all sorts of people out and cheering and everything this was what year was this uh, 2008? 2008, yes. Yeah. So they won the, the 2008 World Series, and I'm pretty sure it was the the, the night that they won. I, I, I think it was the last game, and they won, and I'm driving home. I mean, I'm not a huge baseball fan, and I'm not a Phillies fan, so it didn't really matter that much to me. I was just visiting my girlfriend and then heading home, and I'm driving along. I wouldn't even barely, I wouldn't even really call this a highway. This is like a two-lane road, maybe four-lane. I don't know. 
it's 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 a highway where not a separate, not a divided highway. Okay. And I'm driving along, and as I'm driving, I see a deer come up alongside me. I'm like, okay, well, do I what do I do? I guess I'll move out of the way. So I move over a lane, the deer moves over a lane, and runs into me. So it basically it just sideswiped me as both of us were going. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? So I like pulled off the road. It definitely did some damage to the side of the car. But that was just like crazy to me because I'm like, how does this deer not see me? It's running next to me at like the same speed I'm going. And yet it still wow. sideswiped me. Okay. That is really weird. Yeah. I mean, because that had to be running top speed because I mean, it, it's, you know, like I said, not a divided highway, but still a highway. I wasn't yeah, going I like super slow. I was going right. a decent click. I, wow. I think that's really all. I, I mean, there have been a, several other times where I've seen deer and stopped in plenty of time, but I don't think I've actually had another one encounter my car other than those, those well, two times, sort of third, where one jumped over my car. Yeah, I just had those two encounters, and it definitely made me a lot wary of, especially driving at certain times of dusk or evening about mm. keeping an eye out and certain times of year too. That's also true. Yeah. yeah. And I think it has helped me to have a passenger also be alert and keeping on the lookout for any critters that might be jumping out in front of me. Yeah. I mean, since we moved out here, I see a lot more deer on the roads as I'm driving and mm-hmm. they, they kind of hang out in our yard and stuff. I'll oh yeah. Same. Pull into the driveway at one point and there's one just standing in our yard, just watching me pull in. I'm like, yeah, okay. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> We get them uh, running through our backyard every once in a while. Yeah, we got them in the front yard, the backyard, and in the roads nearby, mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah, they're they're everywhere. Conveniently, they ate our, our Halloween pumpkins, though, so that was oh. nice. Oh, that was But they waited till after Halloween, so. That was extremely considerate. <laughs> they them. basically waited, like, at the end of Halloween, I cut them in half and then put them back out there, mm-hmm. and they were gone within a day. <laughs> so that's pretty much all of our encounters with deer, and I guess we'll take a quick break and uh, discuss our other accidents when we come back. Deer Park is celebrating its 150th anniversary. Let's take a look back. Deer Park, that's good water. You can taste how pure Deer Park is. Deer Park, that's good water. Filtered naturally beneath the earth for a crisp, refreshing taste. Deer Park. Deer Park. Deer Park. Deer Park. That's That's still good water. water. After 150 years, there's only one thing left to say. Deer Park, that's still good water. How did you all get in here? All right. Well, we're back. And before we go any further, I figured I would jump backwards in time to my actual first accident. Oh, yes. If you would like. Go ahead. So this was maybe a week after I had just gotten the title transferred to my Dodge Spirit that I mentioned in the previous episode. Uh, I think the previous episode you had alluded to this story and we were going to come up on it later, but now it's an episode away. Yeah. So the big reveal. Go ahead. Yeah. So. A week prior to this, the title was just transferred over to me. And maybe a few days prior to this, I just graduated from college. So with a few weeks of downtime until I started up my first full-time job out of school, I had the world as my oyster and decided to just drive around town and had no specific set agenda or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. so I stopped at one place. I don't even remember. It was in a shopping center. I don't even remember exactly what I visited. And then I was about to pull out of that parking lot back out onto the road and was looking both ways. And for whatever reason, I started to pull out and had looked a little bit too far down the road without accounting for the fact that another vehicle was still crossing my path, so to speak. And I start pulling out and graze the bumper 
the side of the bumper of mm. said van as it was driving by. And it was fairly minimal damage to the van. I think it was somebody's work vehicle, honestly. Mm -hmm. But my whole front headlight assembly and quarter panel was screwed. Oh, geez. It's not a good start to driving. <laughs> no, it was a bit of a rude awakening, I suppose. So I think it might have... I went around and got estimates for repairs, but I think it was maybe a week and a half at least before I took it into a place to have them work on it because I needed to drive up to Northeast Pennsylvania for a classmate's graduation party. Mm -hmm. So I drove up there and I only had one headlight. And of course I couldn't drive at night in that situation. <laughs> so I ended up staying over that at the party, yeah. which I might've been planning to do anyway. I'm not sure, but at any rate, took it in to get it fixed maybe the following week. And then finally got it back about just in time before I was due to start my job, my full-time job, mm -hmm. but it was, it was kind of a mess. The, like I said, the whole front quarter panel was kind of messed up, kind of flared open where the headlight was <laughs> and it was a little bit ugly, but so in the they, end, did they do the body work or just the headlight? They just fixed the headlight? No, they had to do body work and the oh, headlight. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I mean, turned out to be a nice job and they were finished with it, but That's it was just the whole ordeal of going through all that of getting estimates, getting it scheduled, getting it in there, having sure. it take several days to get it done and all that stuff. So it was definitely a lesson learned. Yeah, I know all too well <laughs> about all the scheduling and and dealing without a car and having a rental and doing all of that because I have had several cars that needed to be repaired several times, sadly. As far as at-fault accidents go, like, I really haven't had a lot. I've had a lot of people hit me, mm -hmm. but I haven't hit a lot of people. Have you totaled any cars? No. Okay. So I have totaled two cars. The first car that I totaled was my Honda Civic. And that was, I guess, I mean, there was nobody else involved, but I still think that's con that was considered a not-at-fault accident or, or wasn't considered an at-fault accident. I was driving. It had started raining. And I merged onto the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Mm -hmm. I went to change lanes. I don't, I, I guess I was passing somebody to, ch to went to change lanes uh, into the left lane and the car hydroplaned and kept going. It hit the concrete barrier between the two direction, the, 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 the oncoming traffic hit the concrete barrier. We're separating us from oncoming traffic. And as these barriers are sometimes designed to do, it flipped my car back into my lane, upside down, and continued along the highway, upside down until it came to a stop. A lot of people get into severe accidents like this and they black out. I vividly remember the car drifting. I remember going, oh crap, I think I'm going to hit this barrier. And, oh crap, I'm going upside down. This is weird. And I'm looking out the front windshield, watching the road go by. I remember coming to a stop. And going, okay, I guess I have to take my seatbelt off because I was pinned to what then became the roof of the car. So I released my seatbelt and fell to the ground, crawled out the window, which had been smashed open. There was somebody outside there, probably the guy I was going to pass, that helped me out of the car, walked me over to the side of the road. I sat down on the guardrail. And as soon as I sat down, I looked down and I go, why am I cradling my arm? Mm -hmm. Like I hadn't really thought about it. And then I looked down and like my pants are all bloody. The car was definitely totaled. There was no question about that. The he's, entire He's cradling his arm right now. By yeah, the way. just kind of in memory. <laughs> so 
I got uh, put in an ambulance, taken to the hospital, the local hospital. They did x-rays and CAT scans and all sorts of things like that. There was apparently like glass in my head, glass in my arm. They told me my arm was broken and they were going to need to do surgery on it. It was, it's not a compound fracture. All the bones stayed inside, but it was a fracture of my left ulna, which is the smaller bone on the left forearm. And because it's the smaller bone, it doesn't really set up right. Like Mm. it didn't line back up. So they had to do surgery to put a plate on that. So they screwed a metal plate to the arm to keep the bone in the right position. And I had to go through so many more x-rays and things. And for years, that arm hurt me horribly. Like I could feel it every time it rained. If I would bump my Mm -hmm. elbow, it was excruciating. And I went years later to get this looked at again. And they did x-rays and did some tests and stuff and found out that I had nerve damage. I had ulnar nerve damage on that. The ulnar nerve is the one. It's basically like your, your funny bone nerve. Mm -hmm. So I had damage to that nerve. So I went back, I had surgery again on that. That was probably five years ago, half dozen years ago, somewhere around that. I had the nerve damage repaired, which required a whole new incision. So I've got this giant scar along my elbow the scar from the original plate in my arm is just in the forearm and that's kind of covered up by arm hair. The other one's not so covered up, <laughs> but anyway, so they had to open that back up to take the plate off, which apparently like the bone had grown around the plate at that point. Ugh. So they had to scrape stuff away to get it. Anyway, this is something that I definitely have never forgotten and never will forget as I can see the scars from it. Right. So you no longer have the plate now? Or? The plate has been taken out. I do have it though. Oh, I asked but- him to save it. But it's not in your arm anymore. <laughs> it is no longer screwed to my arm. It's interesting because it just looks like something like out of an erector set. You know what that is? It's like this, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. it's like a piece of metal that has like six holes in right. it. And I have the screws that are just like, just like screws. Basically, a, you know, take a black and decker drill. And vroom, vroom. That's pretty much what they do. <laughs> like it's drywall like screws. Practically. Yeah. I, I mean, not quite the same, but yeah, I mean, so that's what that was. And that was the first car I totaled. Okay. The second one, I mean, you could arguably say that one was my fault because there was nobody else involved. But I think as far as insurance goes, it's a not at fault accident. Mm -hmm. This other one was definitely not my fault. I was in Lancaster. I had driven out there and I was uh, starting to head home. And there's a somewhat major intersection, I guess, where I was going straight. Somebody was, how exactly did it happen? I think somebody wanted to turn, but they were in the lane to the left of me, wanted to make a right turn, and I think they cut me off. Or they were going to turn and then pulled in front of me. Regardless, whatever it was, somebody pulled in front of me, so I had to slam my brakes on to avoid hitting them, Mm -hmm. which I successfully did. And there was a very large van behind me that tried to stop in time, but but could not. Right. Plowed into me, rear-ended me. I looked at it, and I'm like, wow, this sucks this is definitely gonna cost a lot to get fixed i like drove over to the police station to get a report and stuff and they're just like well there's not really all i can do is report that you had an accident we can't say who's at fault or anything i'm like all right that's fine this guy was was reasonably nice and you know pretty much admitted that it was his fault i mean there really was no question because he rear-ended me but yeah but at the same time it was the other person's fault. Yeah, it was really the other person's fault and actually what had happened is they drove off to try to catch that guy and I pulled into a gas station going, well, where, where, what's going on? Where are they going? Like, I thought they abandoned. And I thought I was going to be on my own. But they came back and said they were trying to catch that guy. 
Who, the police? No. The guy who rear the, the guy who cut me off, the guy who rear-ended me, tried to catch the guy who cut me off. Oh, wow. Whose fault this really was. Ultimately, yeah. But the reality of the of the situation is I left enough room so that I was able to stop without hitting them. So the guy behind me was arguably following too close because he couldn't stop in time. Mm -hmm. But it's pretty much semantics at that point. But the guy was reasonable about it and did come back and said, yeah, I mean, it's my fault. There's nothing I could have done, which sucks for him. Yeah, because it wasn't really their fault. Exactly. And the car's design, that was my first Kia Soul, which I had mentioned in the previous episode. And it, it crumpled. Basically, the whole rear of the car crumpled, which it should do. It was designed to do. It it, it, mm-hmm. it took all the impact right into the back. It crumpled up half the trunk and everything. And I'm like, all right, well, I mean, it's it still drives. It's not a problem. I drove home. I made an appointment. I drove it over to the body shop. They looked at it and said, this is totaled. And they said, this cannot be repaired for the amount of money that it's worth, which mm-hmm. sucked because I loved that car. That was the Kia Soul that I had. And if you recall from the last one, I ended up getting another very similar Kia Soul to that one, which I think was a mistake because I just didn't, I wasn't ready to give up that car. So I just kind of <laughs> well, tried didn't to have a choice it. in the matter. I really didn't. So I just tried to replace it to something that was close to it. Right. But it wasn't close enough. I didn't like it as much. Hmm. And I got rid of that car fairly quick. But I mean, with the insurance settlement, I was able to pay, uh, I think I paid cash for the, the second Soul. I know the insurance settlement for the Civic gave me a down payment on the RSX, which, if you recall from the previous episode, was I, I named as my favorite car. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the two cars I've totaled. No, I just had those those fender benders, although I had them on each of the previous three cars that I've owned, mm-hmm. each of them requiring some level of body work. Other than that, I situations that I encountered were kind of some weird goofy things. One involved somebody kind of tapping my bumper okay, as I was going to emerge lane to get onto a entrance for the turnpike. Mm-hmm. But that didn't appear to cause any obvious damage. I learned later that maybe the structural supports for the bumper might have been impacted by that, but I didn't know about that for possibly years afterward. It's kind of hard if, if nothing visible is on there from the outside. It's hard right. to know. Yeah, there was absolutely nothing visible Yeah, from that. There was one incident where, again, this didn't really cause damage or anything like that. It was just kind of a weird scenario where I pulled into a left turn lane thinking that it was the left turn lane for an intersection that was coming up, mm-hmm. only for it to be a turn lane for another turn before that. Ah. So I'm in the lane, but I'm still moving along in a good clip. And next thing I know, I'm coming up against another median in front of me oh. between the turn lane I was in and the turn lane I thought I was going to be in. So I actually drove up on top of the median for a bit mm-hmm. before going off it. I, again, I'm not aware that it caused any particular damage. It was just kind of a near miss, I guess. God, that just reminded me, you know, in some parking lots where you have like those, those, if you pull head on into a spot, there's like a concrete ballard Mm-hmm. separating it from another spot on the other side of that. Yeah, yeah. I remember my old roommate once, we were in a parking lot, and, you, you know, a lot of parking lots, if it doesn't have that concrete ballard, which usually it doesn't, you can just kind of pull through the other yeah, spot. Yeah. I'd he say sh- more often than not, they do. He shifted into drive, and over. before I could say anything, boom, oh. <laughs> and got caught halfway over. 
Ugh. I don't even remember. I think eventually he was able to get the car off. But I mean, I think he was driving a Mitsubishi Eclipse at the time, which is okay. a kind of a sporty car, kind of pretty low, to, low the to the ground. Yeah. So he basically just bottomed out the car on that bollard. Well, that was unfortunate. Yeah, no, this was yeah. this was more just driving onto the median. And thankfully, I didn't bottom out or on it or anything like right. that. I was just, you know, just kind of the sudden impact of launching on top of it at <laughs> yeah. a relatively high speed, mm-hmm. I guess. But again, thankfully, to my knowledge, did not appear to cause any major damage to it. Yeah, at the time we were recording the previous episode, it was actually not long before that that I had kind of a, another near miss involving my garage door. The previous last month's episode? The previous episode from a month ago or the previous car episode? <laughs> the previous car episode. Okay, so <laughs> the vehicular vagaries one. So back in September, yeah. Right, right. So it was not long before we recorded that episode where... Uh-huh. I had this really bizarre situation happen where I pulled out of the driveway and I was about to go out to drive to work. And then I realized, oh, there was something I needed to check at the house. So I went back, pulled up in the driveway. As you're familiar with my driveway, it's kind of uphill mostly until you get to the last section of it right in front of the garage. So I pulled up to that section, came to a stop, and I think I started to get out of the car before I had put it in park. Whoops. Yeah. Stupid of me, but it seemed like the car had sort of started to lurch forward unexpectedly, hmm. like more so than what I would have expected after having just come to a stop. Right. And for whatever reason, it felt like it was really hard to, well, of course I'm getting kind of dragged along with the car with <laughs> my, my one leg hanging <laughs> yeah. out the door, but I was thankfully able to get into a good enough position where I was able to kind of force my weight down on the brake to stop the car from... I, for a minute there, I thought you were going to say force your weight down on the ground and Fred Flintstoning the car. No, 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 no. <laughs> to get enough of a balance, I guess, to get my foot on the brake to stop yeah. it from hitting the garage door in the frame of the house. <laughs> I came within maybe a couple feet of that happening. Ah, that doesn't count. Well, it was a near Hitting miss. Hitting the garage doesn't count. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm not even counting that. <laughs> it would have counted for me because it would have caused damage to the car as well as the house, possibly. Yeah, yeah. And that true. would have been bad. Yes. But it was just really weird that that happened because, like I said, it just felt like the car was moving forward way too quickly towards the house than I would have expected, having just come to a stop. Well, you came to a stop and then started going again (laughs) yeah a bit too far and too quickly yeah i've had some weird encounters some weird accidents my own self i had one i was driving on uh, interstate 95 in delaware you know unless you're a local listener you might not be familiar with that but that's this this like i don't know 12 lane highway (sighs) where at first we're like there's a 295, 95 come together, or is it 495? Uh, whatever it is, there's like a spur that comes, that all comes together. You say this is south of, of Wilmington? Yes. South yeah, of Wilmington. I know what you mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a ton of lanes. It, it's mm-hmm. very, very busy a lot of the time. And that used to be part of my commute. Mm-hmm. So I was driving along that. This was when I worked in Philly and lived in Delaware. And it was, I think. I think it had like just stopped raining or something. The weather wasn't great. Tons of traffic. Somebody rear ends me. I come to a stop from the traffic and somebody bumped into me from behind. I'm like, oh crap. I just, not even thinking, I just stopped the car and got out of the car in the middle of the highway to look at things. I definitely do not do that. Pull over, yeah. pull off the road before you do that. Like, you know, if somebody hits you, you're afraid you're gonna, they're going to drive off, get their license plate number first. 
but don't stop in the middle. As it turned out, there wasn't really any damage per se with that, so it wasn't anything I needed to worry about. I also did uh, have one incident where there was damage where I had, I think I was working in Jersey at the time and went to lunch, parked the car, you know, in a parking spot at the side of the road, went to lunch, came back out. And I'm like, God, what the heck? My car looks like it's up on the curb. Did I park on the curb? Why would I have done that? I thought I parked better than that. What had happened was somebody rear-ended my car, pushed it up onto the curb, and drove off. Ugh. They definitely did some damage to the, the rear of the car. That might have been the Hyundai as well. And I pretty much drove from that spot or from the curb, wherever I was, <laughs> straight to the police station and filed a report with that one so that my insurance wouldn't... Yeah, I think my insurance still went up based on that, but that was definitely not at fault because I wasn't even in the car. Right. And then there have also been, there was a situation where I had like gotten into a small fender bender and there was some damage to the front of my car. And then I was leaving somewhere uh, with a friend of mine taking separate cars and he was parked in front of me and went and backed up and backed into my car. So I'm like, all right, well, I guess I'm not charging you for this because there's already a fender bender and already damage that I have to get fixed. Mm. And then of course, you know, there's the, the, the garage door stuff, but that doesn't count. Garages don't count. <laughs> Garages don't count. No. <laughs> well, they can cause damage too. Yeah, just don't look at the front fender of my car. You know? <laughs> it's a lot of times I'm like eager to go somewhere and I'm I'm turning before I'm fully out and I'm not really paying attention. <laughs> I'm a good driver, I promise. I'm good. Just just don't watch them pull out of his garage. Yeah. Well, with all due respect, because your garage is at a right angle to your driveway, that's always kind yeah. of challenging. Yeah. This, this And there's not a whole lot of space to turn around there. Right. Which is super annoying. So you kind of want to cut the wheel before you're fully out of the garage. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you're going to have to do like a hundred point turn just to <laughs> back straight off the driveway. And it's a pretty long and curvy driveway. So you don't want to mm -hmm. be backing down the whole thing if you can avoid it. I don't know. I'm about to I, do that shortly. <laughs> well, you can turn around up at the front. So. Yeah. But that's that's on our list of things to be getting redone in the house. The very long list. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. So I think that pretty much covers all of our accidents. I believe so. And hopefully there won't be any more to add to this. You never know. Well, I suppose you don't. It's kind of inevitable, but... I think we're both of the age that we drive fairly carefully these days, and I try to stay off the roads when the roads are bad, if I can at all. And hopefully I've learned to be more responsible after my previous situations. Yes, indeed. And I guess maybe possibly I've learned as well. But <laughs> I guess Just keep time away from garages. Yeah, keep away from garages. <laughs> and until next time, I, of course, am, as always, Glenn. And I, as usual, am Jim. It's good that we are both who we say we are. For the moment. Yes. <laughs> and of course, That's Our Show is brought to you by the Backstage Group. Engineered by Jim Balseric and edited by Glenn Eric Reed. You can find us online at show.backstage.link. Remember, that's not .com, not .net, .org, not .edu. Not dot US. We're not an educational institution. No, we're not. It's <laughs> dot link show dot backstage dot link. And or you can also email us. Go ahead. At show at backstage dot link. 
And please, of course, give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. That'll definitely help us get the word out. And you can also help us get the word out by literally getting the word out and telling your friends to listen. Can they rate us on our own website? No. Ah. They can send us a message, but they cannot rate us on our website. We don't okay. have any rating things set up there. So it's got to be on the podcast platform of your choice. Got it. Yes. So until we come back at you and our next mini-sode or our next full episode or next season or next year or or if we decide to give up and come back <laughs> in three years. Until then, that's, that's our, our show. show. This one I likely will not touch until the new year. Fair enough. Ah! Okay, we're recording. Oh, okay. How the hell good my month is. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Oh, you stopped. No, I didn't. Oh, okay. You don't need to stop. I am recording. I'm just okay. reading my notes. At the time that we were recording or closing credits. That's what I was going with. Oh. Sorry.